Hello and welcome to the Irish Writers Podcast. It's Maura here today and I'm just going to share with you some interviews around the Dublin Writers Conference. So today I have two interviewees and one of them is a non-fiction writer. So first up is Anne Richardson and she talks a lot about the kind of documentary style books that she does, which are super interesting to me. <laughs> we actually, as it happens, share a bit of um, academic background as well. And the second then is Jackie Dalhouse, who writes these kind of vampire fantasy novels set in Maine in the US. So they were absolutely brilliant to talk to. And it's just a smattering of the variety of writers at the conference. Forgive the sound. We're, we're you know, guerrilla podcasters at this point, just grabbing interviews where we can. So there's a bit of ambient noise in that. And hopefully you can still um, hear the interviews. I'll come back at the end to share with you places where you can find their books um, and read and find out more about them. So here's Anne Richardson. So I'm here with Anne Richardson. Anne, tell me about your books. Hi. I was for many years a researcher and I was a qualitative researcher, which means you do interviews and focus groups. So I'm used to collecting people's views on things and their experiences. I love writing books where those views and experiences get put out to the reader directly, untouched by my hand as much as possible. Rather like a documentary on the television where they have people talking about their lives in some way. So I've written three books of that kind. Mm -hmm. The first one came out 25 years ago about people with AIDS and HIV. I went to a conference of people who were young, there were very few of them over 40, uh, who had AIDS, and they were all dying. And I interviewed them, like you're interviewing me now, and got them talking about the stigma, the problems, telling their parents how they felt about the fact they were about to die. Very, very moving book. It's called Wise Before Their Time. It got a forward by Ian McKellen. And that did very well at the time and then went out of print. And I have recently relaunched it with a new cover and uh, a new price. It's an e-book. They're all not expensive. I wrote that with a friend who had AIDS and who died before the book came out, rather sadly. Um, I became interested in the process of dying, what it was like to know you were dying. I wasn't about to die, I was not that old, but I felt it was an interesting issue to be living with a death quite that close in front of you. I went to work in a hospice, and I found that fascinating because people who work in hospice go to work every day to know they're facing people who are about to die. And I thought, that's just an odd job. Yeah, It is, and it, but it's wonderful. They're wonderful atmosphere in hospices. They're very special people who spend their lives thinking how to make their lives at the last days of a person's yeah. life better. And I thought that would make a good subject for a book. So I interviewed a set of people who worked in two hospices, from nurses and everything to a chef. The, the hospice itself said, you must talk to our chef. I said, no, 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 I want to talk to the nurses and the doctors. I said, no, no, you must talk to our chef. Long arguments. Eventually, I gave in. I said, all right, I'll talk to your chef. And as you might guess, it was the best interview yeah. in the whole lot because this was a man who was absolutely dedicated to making people eat well before they die because if you eat well, you are up and you see your friends in a good state and if you don't eat well, you just sleep and you don't have a chance to say good goodbyes. So he looked at the way you present food, the way you can change the flavor of food because of drugs are affecting the flavor of food. He did an awful lot to think about what was how to help people who were dying. He was fascinating and he had a lot of messages for people at home looking after people who are, are dying. Is to, you don't want to smell food cooking because 
because that's horrible. Yeah. There's a whole lot of things you can learn from that. Anyway, that was fascinating. So can I ask you, you're, they're really socially driven things that you're writing about and different experiences. What, was it always a driver for you to get that out beyond the cohorts of people that would normally read about it or normally work with those people? I always thought that everybody else would be as fascinated by these stories as I was. Okay. I was rather wrong. Uh, <laughs> most people are not that fascinated yeah. by people dying. And if you told them you wrote a book about AIDS, they'd say, oh, I don't want to read about yeah. that. Though that did quite well at the time, but there were a lot of families. I wrote that very much for the mothers of people. I thought they wanted to know they weren't alone. People yeah. with AIDS were rather isolated. They didn't yeah. want to talk about it to other people. The hospice book, I thought, everyone's going to find this fascinating because it's so interesting that people are yeah. doing this. People don't want to know. They think it's sort of worthy, but they don't want to know, especially when I first brought that book out. That's another book I brought out recently, yeah. relaunched recently. It has a forward by Tony Benn. I don't know if that means him yeah, too, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's an important MP. Um, now I've relaunched that book. There is more interest. I yeah. think people are more interested in dying in hospice. It's beginning to be talked about a bit yeah. now. And then I became a grandmother. And I thought being a grandmother is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I never had grandmothers that were reactive with me. My two children never had grandmothers for various reasons. I was, yeah. My parents lived abroad. So... When I became a grandmother, oh, this is a really, really interesting role. Yeah. And so I wrote a book called Celebrating Grandmothers, which is here. Um, sorry, the people on your podcast can't see it, but anyway. Okay. Um, I'll put it up on our website. <laughs> uh, and that, I interviewed a whole set of grandmothers of all different backgrounds. I said from Kensington to Tower Hamlets, which may yeah. not mean anything here, but, you know, from the poorest to the richest to yeah. the other way around. Yeah. And all different numbers of grandchildren and all different mm -hmm. religions and backgrounds and actually different nationalities because they were all in London, but I could get many nationalities, I got yeah. ten nationalities. Um, talking about what it's like to be a grandmother, I thought that book was going to be a little bit boring because it would be all about how wonderful and, you know, fabulous your grandchildren yeah. are, and there's a bit of that in it. But what I didn't count on and forgot about and shouldn't have is that family dynamics are terrible. And so there are many grandmothers who cannot see their grandchildren because their daughter, her, their son married a controlling woman who yeah. doesn't want their their uh, yeah, wife's grandmother to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And or they don't. And there's a lot of family problems. Yeah. You know, they don't. The grandmother doesn't like how the children are being brought up. The, yeah. grand, the children don't like how their grandmother is doing. So there are. It's not a book of fluffy stories. Yeah. It's a book of honest to God stories of what it is like yeah. um, within families. And I, I want to say that because people think, oh, I wouldn't read that because yeah. it's, it's my story is different. Well, your story is probably there yeah. because it's a lot of different kinds of families. Mm -hmm. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Oh, and, uh, I've had a great life doing it. It's yeah. good fun. Um, so we can find, do you have a website or something? Where I we do. Can find? It's called www.annrichardson.co.uk. It's Excellent. very straightforward and the end doesn't have an E on it. Okay. It's the only part that's difficult. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll definitely link to that on, great. on the podcast thing. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you very much. I'm here with, with Jackie today. Jackie, tell us who you are and what, what you write. Um, so, I'm Jackie Downhouse, and I write uh, vampire romances or paranormal suspense novels. Mm -hmm. And I've got a trilogy out that's called Suckers. Suckers, I like it. Yes, it's um, it's it's not your average um, vampire romance, because it's got not hardly any erotica in it. There's only one love scene in it, and just a little bit of horror. Yeah. Not too much blood, 
but it's got lots of action, lots of romance, love triangles, suspense. Okay, sounds great. So when did you first start writing this series? Um, I started writing in 2015. I've never written anything literary before. And I had a dream of a girl bumping into a vampire and falling in love. Mm -hmm. And my kids said, oh, mom, that's great. You've got to write it down. So yeah. I did. And I sat behind the computer for a fortnight. And, um, and that was my first novel written. In a fortnight? In a fortnight. Oh, my God. Yes. I took a lot of editing afterwards. Yeah, but were you just, like, did you just sit down and type for two weeks straight? Yes, that? yes. I only came off the computer to people who sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. from not, not writing fiction at all? Not at all. To, and had you written other things um, before that? I did, I did academic writing. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. And I've been a secretary for a residence association. Okay. So I've always been behind the typewriter. Yeah. So that's not a, not a hurdle for you to get over. No, and then no. you're, in the, you're used to the practice of what it takes to... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do understand that. I'm not as fast as you, but I do understand <laughs> um, So, So what was the next step after that? When you, if you had this first draft just... Well, the first, the first thing afterwards was immediately write book two. Yeah. So I wrote book one in uh, August. I wrote book two in October. Okay. Uh, that took four weeks. Yeah. Um, oh, you're slowing down. Four weeks? I know, What's I know. I'm slowing down. Well, the, the third book actually took another two years. Uh, but uh, after the second book, I realized because English is not my first language, I had to brush up on writing skills. Right, okay. Time. So, yeah, that's what I did for the last two years. So, when you had these manuscripts, what did you do with them next? What was your next step? Uh, edit, 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 edit. And did edit. you uh, get someone else to read them, or did you just edit them yourself? Um, I had um, friends read it, family. Yeah. Uh, got their feedback. Um, big help was because I live in the UK, but my novels are playing in the US, mm -hmm. that I actually got that they don't have pound stores in America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was pointed out that very politely. And um, so I had to Americanize everything. Yeah. I had to learn the American English language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was part of the process. Um, I actually had to take out the first 70 pages of my first novel because there was no action in it. Ah, yes. I think that's a common thing, actually, that it is. we put yes. a lot of... Because you, you try and write chronologically, yeah. but yeah, the action yeah. only happens way later. Yeah. So I took that out and I made it a prequel. Okay. So you, you self-published these yes. books, right? So what were the steps you took to get go from these drafts and this editing to self-publishing? Um, like, what I made you say, I'm, I need to get this out in the world? Uh, I didn't, everybody else did. Okay. So that was That's a big a good boost. sign. That's good a good sign. sign, yes. So I had to figure it all out myself. I became a member of a Facebook group for authors yeah. um, to self-publish. Mm -hmm. And they help each other. They, they have lots of files available with information. Um, and I don't know if I can advertise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a one-stop fiction author's resource okay. group. I haven't come across that one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's got over 2,000 members at the yeah. moment. And um, so, yeah, through them, I, I became a member of their group, and they helped me big time on how yeah. to do things, how to fill in the Amazon uh, forms, the process and everything. Yeah. And anything, any questions I had, they answered. So it was great. 
that's so brilliant because community like that is I mean it's so valuable like when you're you don't have to reinvent the wheel yeah I find checking if something is normal with a group of people is very helpful (laughs) as well like I'm experiencing this problem is that a common problem you know I don't know um, and one other, did you, do you have a writer's group or do you engage with community in other ways? Or? Uh, yes, I run a writer's club, a local writer's club in the library uh, where I live. And so we come together every week and I set the, well together we set the keywords mm-hmm. and I always try to incorporate a little grammatical lesson or punctuation or yeah. sort of something more than just the keywords. Yeah. So, so we learn from it. Um, and recently, last month, I have actually started in the same library a writing club for children. Oh, wonderful. So from 8 to 12. Yeah. And yeah, that is completely different. I'd imagine. So what, <laughs> tell me what's different about it for them. Um, their attention span is a lot shorter. Yeah. Uh, they all want to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't go into too much this because uh, these kids, they're eight, they have only just learned to write yeah, yeah. and talking about heavy grammatical yeah. sentence structures yeah. is, is off limits. Mm-hmm. So I've got to keep it fun. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. That's absolutely brilliant. So, right, you're at the stage where you have three. Have you got a, a book in the pipeline now? or I have started writing another book. Uh, my trilogy is playing in Maine, so on the west coast of America. My uh, new novel is actually playing in Alaska. Okay. So um, that's going to be called The Extra. Mm-hmm. And it's about a girl who, um, during a town meeting, uh, dies mm-hmm. accidentally. Uh, she's revived, and when she wakes up, she sees there's somebody in their community that wasn't there before. And everybody says, Oh, yes, he's always been there. Yeah. And so oh, that's she's. That's so creepy. Sorry, I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a spooky type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. And she's got to figure out before she shipped off to a, a, a mental institution who this guy is and why he's there. Yeah. Oh, that's intriguing. Okay, that sounds brilliant. So, you can find your books, Amazon, is that? They're on Amazon, Kobo, Nooks. I haven't got them on iTunes yet and they are on my personal website. Okay. Great. Okay. So, look for them there. Is there anything other than searching for suckers? Is there anything, like, is is the trilogy all called that? What are the names of the individual books? The uh, individual books are called Living Like a Vampire and I'm actually thinking of changing that into becoming a vampire because okay. it's a lot shorter yeah. um, uh, the second book is Raising a Vampire because it's mm-hmm. about Kate raising her child mm. and the third book is Killing a Vampire okay. so that's more of a whodunit novel <laughs> ok so do you do you genre change then within? I do and I don't know if that's a good idea because I've just been told in oh. a workshop that I shouldn't <laughs> Yes, we've had a lot of that actually yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, no, but they're all about vampires, and and the most common theme about all three is love. Okay. Okay, that sounds great. Thanks for talking to me today. Thank you very much. That was Anna and Jackie. I'm just going to remind you of their websites where you can find out more information. So you can find out more about Anne's work at annerichardson.co.uk, and that's Anne without an e. Um, and Jackie Dalhouse, JackieDalhouse.com, we'll spell that, J-A-C-K-Y-D-A-H-L-H-A-U-S.com. You can find more about Jackie's works there. 
Um, you can find our website, irishwriterspodcast.com. And we're on Twitter and Facebook. My own book, After the World, is currently out. It's a fantasy novella. Um, kind of about the bad guy. So you can get that in Amazon. You can get it in, in paperback and um, on ebook as well. And you can find out more about that on morabrophy.com. Um, the best place to catch me always is Twitter. So more M-A-I-R-E-B-R-O on Twitter. You can find me there. And if you're around Dublin on the 1st of August, um, I'm having a launch event for the book in the Gutter Bookshop. So I'll, I'll add a link to that um, on a, on the blurb about the podcast. So yeah, both uh, Kate and Cathy are around and travelling and that kind of thing. We'll be all together soon. But the next thing you'll hear from us is in a couple of weeks an interview with another writer, J.T. Coombs, and we have a long chat about his books and my book and fantasy in, in general because we share some similarities in the topic area that we're writing about. Um, so that's coming soon. We'll catch you again. Bye. Bye.